Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Tuesday, September 27th, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, back with you again today. We've got some major moments from last night's episode of Dancing with the Stars to talk about. And it's been a week since the members of the royal family said goodbye to the queen and went their separate ways. So we're checking in to see how they're all getting on as well. But first, let's kick things off with what's been swirling around out there. Here's a question I wasn't expecting to ask when I woke up this morning. Are Brad Pitt and Emily Ratajkowski dating? A source tells people that the Bullet Train star and the model and Gone Girl actress have been, quote, spending a lot of time together and added, quote, friends aren't sure if it's serious and that the two don't, quote, appear to be dating formally. Earlier this month, Ratajkowski filed for a divorce from film producer Sebastian Bear McClard after four years of marriage. But in July, when news of the split was first reported, a source shared with people that, quote, it was M's decision. She is doing okay. She is strong and focused on her son. She loves being a mom. Pitt has been out of the formal dating pool for some time, and a source close to the Moneyball actor previously told us that he's been, quote, living his best life despite ongoing legal disputes with his ex, Angelina Jolie. I guess we'll have to wait and see if anything comes from these two very beautiful people spending so much time together. We have another update in the ongoing investigation surrounding last year's shooting on the set of Rust. According to the Santa Fe County District Attorney, it is possible Alec Baldwin could face charges from holding the gun that discharged and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza. The DA said, quote, We are within weeks, if not days, of receiving the final report from the sheriff's office. And further added that, It's become apparent that we will be potentially charging between one and four people with criminal charges, and each of those charges will probably include some variation of our homicide statute. Baldwin has maintained that he did not pull the trigger, and yesterday, a lawyer for the 30 Rock star told people in a statement that, quote, some media reports today draw false conclusions based on a letter from the Santa Fe district attorney. And it went on to say, the DA has made clear that she has not received the sheriff's report or made any decisions about who, if anyone, might be charged in this case. It's worth noting that last week, the DA claimed that homicide cases are the most complex and litigious, requiring her office to hire more staff. The DA received more than $300,000 in additional funding for this case's investigation in order to retain experts who specialize in firearms, armor protocols, and safety protocols on movie sets. The Santa Fe DA's office didn't immediately respond to people's requests for comment, but it does seem like this investigation, which is nearing the 12-month mark, will find finally have some resolution in the coming months. And now, time to catch up on the members of the family everyone can't stop talking about. No, not the Kardashian silly, the royal family. 
It's been a little over a week since Queen Elizabeth was buried at St. George's Chapel in Windsor. The whole world watched as the royal family said their goodbyes to their beloved family member and Britain's longest reigning monarch. But now life goes on. The royal family has new titles and duties to carry out, and it's time for another check-in after this monumental shift. Joining me now to discuss the latest updates is People's Senior Editor, Aaron Hill. Hey, Aaron, welcome back. Hey, Janine, good to be back. Well, as we know, Prince William and Kate Middleton are now the Prince and Princess of Wales, and they wasted no time stepping into those shoes. They visited the country for the first time today in their new roles and had quite a busy itinerary. So take us into what they did. Yes, they did. This is the first day after the official end of the royal mourning period for the family. And so they kicked it off very appropriately, heading to Wales, actually to the seaside town where they lived together as newlyweds in 2010 and as new parents after the birth of Prince George. This was a special time for the couple because they were largely away from the spotlight. It's when William worked as a search and rescue helicopter pilot with the Royal Air Force. A lot of people liken this to when the Queen and Philip lived in Malta when they were young with their young children. So this was a very poignant first visit for them. They also visited some volunteers and crew members from a lifeboat station and connecting with a lot of these service people. And then they took a short walk to the Hollyhead Marine and Cafe Bar, met with a lot of well-wishers who gathered outside to to catch a glimpse of the couple. They also paid a visit to a redeveloped church that's been transformed into this thriving community hub. And people was there, were there on the ground today in Wales and speaking to a lot of the well-wishers who just say it's just so great to see them in their new roles and in Wales and how delighted they are that Charles bestowed these new titles onto them right away. Well, it sounds like a very busy day. And while they are fulfilling their new royal duties, so is King Charles, right? So we saw he had to jump into action right away after his mother died. And now we are really starting to see the turnover take place. King Charles's new royal cipher has been revealed by Buckingham Palace. Well, for those who don't know what a royal cipher is, what is it? What does it look like? (laughs) And when will it start appearing on mailboxes, postmarks, all the things? This is his royal logo, and this is going to appear in everything from mailboxes to postmarks and and, and immediately. And so you're going to see this in official mail coming from Buckingham Palace. And so his new cipher shows his monogram. It's the crown above his first initial C for for Charles, of course, intertwined with an R for Rex, which is Latin for king. The queen also had an R, Latin for queen. And this dates back to the 12th century. There's also the third for King Charles III inside the R. So it's a, a perfectly designed cipher, and this is going to replace the, the Queen's insignia. So some will be gradual, but the postmarks are going to start leaving Buckingham Palace starting today, and you'll start seeing it on state documents and the familiar red mailboxes around the UK, which we all like to take photos of as tourists when we're traveling around, and the UK government's going to use it on their mail as well. Well, while senior members of the royal family are getting back to work, what about Harry and Meghan? We know they are back in California. Meghan paused releasing new episodes of her podcast, Archetypes, because of the Queen's death. So do we know when that's coming back and and are they returning to work now too? She was really gaining momentum with the first few episodes and doing really well. But of course, she took a pause during the mourning period in support of of the family and mourning the queen. And so now that that mourning period is officially up, resuming back next Tuesday, because it is of a more personal nature, 
she's going to want to make sure that it's appropriate and that she's, you know, fulfilling her duties as, as mourning the queen appropriately. We also don't know yet about Harry's book. That's something we have our eye out for too. You know, that was originally slated to come out later this year. Will it now be postponed into next year? They haven't released any of these details yet. So far, all the spokesperson for, for Meghan and Harry say they're just focused right now and honoring the queen's legacy and more information will come. I don't know, man. I think that there's some new chapters that need to be added or, or you know, <laughs> a new podcast episode. Like they are, they go so deep and there's, they've been so open and we know a lot happened during this whole funeral situation. So I'm wondering if that will make its way into any of their stuff. We'll see, I guess. Absolutely. That is the question. And we'll be definitely waiting to, for everything that's going to come out about that. Well, life goes on. The royal mourning period is officially over. And of course, we'll be keeping an eye on them as they transition into this new life without the queen. So Erin, it is always so great to have you on. Thank you for stopping by to discuss it. Thank you. It was another big night on Dancing with the Stars. And coming up, we break down all the big moments from Elvis Week and that surprise ending that saw one of the biggest personalities get sent packing. But first, raise your hand if you're a fan of Earth. Well, if you love living on this big blue marble like me, you'll be happy to hear that NASA is making sure that mankind doesn't go the way of the dinosaurs. After the break, we'll update you on their potentially human race saving mission. So stay right there. Oh, and you can put your hand down now. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is believed that about 66 million years ago, give or take, an asteroid ranging in size of 10 to 15 kilometers, or about six to nine miles across, slammed into the Yucatan Peninsula in what is modern day Southeast Mexico. The impact released enough energy and debris to kill off nearly 75% of all species, including the dinosaurs, except for the ones that, you know, survived and evolved into birds and whatnot. The point is, it was a devastating event that forever changed life on Earth. Statistically, an asteroid of that magnitude colliding with the planet happens once every 100 to 200 million years. And while the dinosaurs didn't stand much of a chance, I mean, think of T-Rexes with their tiny little arms. Like, is that your king? There is hope that humanity will be able to prevent such a devastating catastrophe. Yesterday, NASA successfully rammed a small spacecraft named DART into an asteroid at the speed of roughly 14,000 miles per hour, or about four miles a second. The plan is to see how hitting a far out asteroid with a rocket or spacecraft can change its orbital direction to avoid hitting Earth. The test asteroid NASA crashed into is about 525 feet across that has been orbiting the sun for eons without posing a threat to us here on Earth, making it the perfect test subject. Three, two, one. Oh my gosh. And we have impact. 
The idea is that if another mega asteroid is discovered to be on a collision course with this pale blue dot we call home, a craft like DART could nudge it off course a few degrees and have it miss Earth entirely. Now, back in the Y2K heyday, films like Armageddon and Deep Impact depicted this existential fear on the big screen. Both featured government agencies, top scientists, and a ragtag team of spirited novices working together to save the planet from utter destruction. So while we wait for the data from this first test mission to come back, it gives me hope that we'll have a game plan if another oversized asteroid comes our way. Thankfully, it's looking like we'll at least be more prepared and willing to act than the folks in Adam McKay's 2021 film, Don't Look Up. There will be mile-high tsunamis. So how certain is this? There's 100% certainty of impact. Please, don't say 100%. Can we just call it a potentially significant event? But it isn't potentially going to happen. 99.78% to be exact. Oh, great. Okay, so it's not 100%. I'm gonna call it 70% and let's just, let's move on. Week two of Dancing with the Stars brought us Elvis Week and a ton of Elvis-styled wigs that would have made the king proud. The night was broken down into three different periods of his career, his early days in rock music, his Hollywood era on the big screen, and his Las Vegas concert era. The stars definitely had a good time with the theme, but it also brought up a bunch of special connections they had with the king, making some of the performances very personal and emotional. There was also no shortage of stars in the audience last night as different celebs filled the room to cheer on some of their most beloved friends and family. So joining me now to recap the night is People's TV staff editor, Joelle Goldstein. Welcome to the show, Joelle. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Well, let's start with the overwhelmingly inspirational Selma Blair. She did a jive last night with her partner, Sasha Farber, to Jailhouse Rock, which is a very fast-moving dance. So can you walk us through just some of the highlights from the dance and also what her Buffy star bestie, Sarah Michelle Gellar, thought of the performance? Yeah, it was such an incredible night for Selma. She has, since the first day, has come in with this force, like she wants to win. Interestingly enough, during rehearsals, she was saying that it was a little bit daunting for her because things like her muscle memory and the quick movements of the dance were a little bit tougher for her as opposed to the other competitors just because of her MS diagnosis. And she even said that her body could freeze up at any moment, which is kind of scary if you think about it. And she was really hoping that it wouldn't do it during the live shows. But luckily for her, it didn't. She absolutely nailed the dance. And not only that, she nailed the routine, but she also incorporated cartwheels and splits into it. And I'm like, I couldn't even do that, you know? (laughs) So it was just absolutely incredible, inspiring. And the judges loved it. One of them, actually, Carrie Ann, noted that she makes it look like it's easier than it probably is. You make it look so much easier than we know it must be for you. And that is such an amazing feat. And there was that sweet moment after her dance that the cameras panned to the audience and she did have her her best friend there, Sarah Michelle Geller. And she, of course, was in tears. And you could just see the love and support between them. Well, Gabby Wendy, who just wrapped up her season of The Bachelorette and has pushed through controversy to celebrate her engagement to Eric Schwer, said in her package, Eric's support means everything to me. I get to channel all of that love into my dance. So what did she dance to and how did her time on the dance floor end? 
So last week she was not engaged just yet and we didn't know, but this week she was able to announce her engagement. So she went into rehearsals a little bit lighter, I think you could see it. And so her and Val did this Viennese waltz to Can't Help Falling in Love. And I think it was pretty fitting considering the circumstances of her, her life right now. Falling in love with you. And she did this beautiful dance number. I mean, it was so whimsical and light and airy and just amazing. And there was this really sweet moment at the end of her dance where Val kind of turned her around. And when she turned, Eric was standing on the dance floor and she just walked right over to him and gave him a hug and a kiss. And it was just so sweet. You could see it. She's so in love. And she told reporters she's on cloud nine. So Gabby's living her best life. That is so fun that they incorporated that. They think of everything with the show. Well, now someone who is no stranger to emotion, though, is Teresa Judice. But we did get to see Teresa's depth, right, when it came to her family. And last night, she dedicated her performance to her late father. So take me into all of that. We don't usually get to see that softer side of Teresa, but last night she did open up a little bit and she talked about that relationship she had with her father and interestingly enough that he loved Elvis and that they used to watch Dancing with the Stars together before his death in 2020. So it was a really emotional package and she talked about how she was dedicating the dance to him and she didn't want to let him down or her partner down. So she did do a jive. And it was all shook up, right? Yeah, she did a jive to all shook up. I really thought she improved so much from last week. You could see it in her eyes and the judges did point that out. They said it was bright and lively and so they they really did encourage her and, and make note of where her mind was doing all that. Well, spoiler alert, like take us into the voting and how the evening ultimately ended for Teresa and others. Well, as fans might know, yes, Teresa again was in the bottom two. She was in the bottom two last week and did escape by the judges voting her through one more week. But this week it was Teresa in the bottom two and then Cheryl Ladd and her partner, Louie. The judges then have to vote to save which one. And so Derek and Bruno... They both voted to save Teresa and Pasha. And then Carrie Ann said, you know, I'm going to vote for Cheryl because she felt like she was partially responsible in a way for her bottom two results because she felt like she pushed them a little bit more. And so it came down to the head judge, Len. And unfortunately, Teresa dedicated that dance and did her very best, but it could not unfortunately save her and keep her in the competition. So she was sent home on week two. Well, I love what she said, though. She said, I've had so much fun with Pasha, her partner. Uh, This is something I've always wanted to do, and I finally did it. So it's a win. It's a win for Teresa in the end, right? It is. Absolutely. It's a win. And uh, now she's apparently nominating some of her co-stars. And she told reporters last night, she said, Jennifer Aiden, you're next. I want to see you on the show. Well, thank you so much for recapping this with me, Joelle. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. 
Well, guys, we are in the middle of Hispanic Heritage Month, and at People, you'll be able to find several features, both online and in the magazine, highlighting achievements of some of your favorite Latinx celebrities, including Selena Gomez, Ariana DeBose, Camila Cabello, and Michelle Rodriguez. But if you're looking for a way to show some love to the Hispanic community here in the U.S. during this month, we have a charity we'd like to shout out. The Hispanic Institute, or THI for short, it is a nonprofit educational forum aimed at creating an informed and empowered Hispanic America. THI manages projects that serve Hispanic communities in the U.S. in areas of economic contribution, consumer fraud protection, and citizenship education on top of providing educational tools for tech research. If you'd like to contribute to their efforts, you can do so on their website at thehispanicinstitute.net. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for taking the time to download and listen. I'll talk to you all tomorrow on People Every Day.